0: Hello and welcome to Two Sweary Dads, a podcast about parenting and other dadly pursuits. I am your co-host Ben Slinger, and I am Trevor Scott. And this week we are going to later in this segment do what we have now named Click Pitch, our random game development uh, sort of fun little segment where we well we'll explain we'll explain it when we get to it. But in the meantime, uh, anything interesting happen this week, Trevor? Um, I.
1: Did deadly things for the whole two days of the um of the weekend. Mm-hmm. So Bianca was out doing some doing some schoolwork. So I looked after James for both Saturday and Sunday.
0: Okay, did you do anything fun?
1: Um, we went to the park. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, he ran around everywhere. And then fell off the swing And then cried for a little bit Then got back <laughs> up again And like nothing happened yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Typical things And then Sunday was just a, a nice easy day inside And um, nice. played a few games And built some robots with Duplo <laughs> uh,
0: That's fun Yeah, Taz likes to build his little cars He just builds massive towers on top of his cars It's a br- It's a brummer. <laughs> anything that anything that moves is a brummer yeah James
1: James will say it's either a train or a robot
0: yeah oh, that's cool Getting me into robots that's awesome um,
1: what about you what did you do over this last
0: week uh, yeah I, I've been working on a new project which I can't talk about yet so uh, but that's uh, I spent a bunch of time on the weekend doing that and uh, did some shopping nothing too interesting spent some time with the kids which is nice yeah, Taz has been Taz has been good. He's, uh, I feel like he's he's getting a lot better with the girls. He's not sort of hitting them as much and roughhousing. Um, yeah, well, he does he roughhouses a bit, but it's not as uh, he's not trying to hurt them as much as he used to. It's more incidental now than when he hurts them. <laughs> um, so that's been good, and he started doing a bit of artwork and stuff. He's done some drawings this week, so that's really cool. That's exciting for me nice. to see him be creative. You know. Oh, that's that's been really cool. It was funny just now, putting him to bed tonight before we recorded, um, because we've been trying to move him into his own bed, which is still next to our bed, but just get him to go to sleep there rather than in the bed with us. And he's been doing that pretty well, but Mm -hmm. um, he's got this little doll, Condi, which we bought uh, for him for his first birthday. And uh, he's started using that as his sort of comfort uh, item when he goes to bed. So he asked for Condi. Yep So Erica goes and gets Condi And he says Oh and Mishka bear Which is actually a little teddy bear That I had when I was a kid So it's like a 35 year old teddy Still in really good condition amazingly Uh, Not for long (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Um, So he asks for that It's like oh that's cute You know He wants Mishka bear too So she goes and gets that And Santa bear (laughs) Just this giant bear (laughs) With a Santa hat on it Like it's barely Barely smaller than him like uh okay now you just fucking with this kid like go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> he did not get santa bear
1: uh it's very similar to james i've only just put james down and um like he always sleeps with the cat and bear and now it's like he's got a little nemo key change so it's like in nemo and yeah and he's got a he's got a zoomer um from paw patrol toy and he's like and Zuma too <laughs> I <was> like okay <laughs> so he's got like two on one side and two on the other but you know what it's been working the last two nights He slept all the way through so it's like oh, you know what <laughs> we'll just let we'll like, that keep on going
0: <laughs> you bastard full night's sleep jeez no, actually last night was really bad for us Erica didn't get to sleep until one because the girls were keeping her up and she came and got me and then I didn't get to sleep till 3.30 or something and Anyway, we each got about four and a half hours sleep, so split the night between us. It may be another bad one tonight. They're getting sick again is the issue. Yeah. That's always not a good thing. Yeah. But anyway, so I I did have a topic for this week that I thought we'd talk about. It's uh it's one that's maybe a little bit uh, uh Premature. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Well, I mean I mean that's part of the topic is so uh, basically We're going to talk about sex and how we discuss that with our children. And now you and I have quite young children. You know, Taz is two and a half and James turns four at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for most people, they probably wouldn't even be bringing it up yet. I don't know. But, um, you know, we, we want to be sex positive parents. We want to, you know, we obviously, we always call genitals by their correct name. And, you know, we don't make a big deal out of it really we don't try to certainly try not to have any shame around any um, anything in that area around body parts and body bodily functions and and it even helps you know we we have showers and stuff with our kids so yeah oh yeah
1: so there's there's no shaming there it's not like no it's just it just okay comes a, for- a normal thing <laughs>
0: like this is the thing like Nudity does not have to be sexual, as much as the United States would like us to believe that. (laughs) Um, Like, I think I feel like that's where a lot of the sort of prudishness, you know. Anyway, we won't go into that. But the United States has has a weird issue with sexuality um, because it's all over their advertising. But then, you know, you can't. Yeah, like some people will have a problem with you showering with your kid because that's they think that's inappropriate but the thing is like there's nothing sexual about a shower with your children no Um, you know it says more about the people who think that's inappropriate than the people doing it because they're the ones now sexualizing that experience
1: like when we went away with um a couple of weeks ago there was no bath there so it was like yeah we have to have a shower and Bianca and I discussed and it's like well the only reason why he was gonna have a shower with me is because Bianca couldn't literally hold him up for that long because <laughs> he's getting
0: pretty pretty heavy now right well we i mean we we shower with our kids most nights literally all three kids in the shower at once <laughs> um yeah like I we take in turns Erica and I and we and, um you know previously we'd we'd um hold one Twin each, um, because they were they were too young. But now we actually we just put them in the bottom of the shower and they like they love it. Sit <laughs> there and crawl around and yeah, they they do. They absolutely love their showers. Like when we hit in hit in there, they start getting excited, squealing, and then they're just like today they all had a shower with me and all three of them were down there under my legs, just squealing and having fun. Yep. And I just you know I pick each <laughs> one up to clean them off, and then Erica comes and grabs them with a towel like, um. Yeah, like, it's it's perfectly normal. And in fact, I've seen... So, another thing, and I'll get back to how this topic actually started, but just because I'm thinking of it, um, I've seen, sort of, going around on um, a couple of dad Facebook groups that I'm part of, um, this thing about kissing your kids on their lips and whether it's oh, appropriate or not.
1: I saw lots of people going on about that. And even... I'm not even that that much into the, into the Facebook dad groups or anything yeah. like that, but I even even i saw it yeah it's 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 like going around it's and
0: it's that exact same thing it's like you have the problem here because you are sexualizing this you know the kids don't know that oh it's a grown-up thing unless you tell them it's a grown-up thing and so there's no you know there's not it's not predatory behavior you know if we kiss our kids on the lips we're not enjoying it in any sort of sexual manner Hell um you know it's it's love for our children in a parental way. Um, it, I, I would think it would be much worse for these children if you were to like turn away and say, oh no, you can't kiss me on the lips. Like you're, sh- you're making it into a shame thing then you're making it into a taboo. Yeah. Um, and particularly with kids out, kids ages, like they wouldn't understand that sort of nuance. And once they do, like, yeah, I'm probably not going to be kissing my kids on the lips when they're thirteen, um, <laughs> I, I had that exact same that exact same <laughs> that thought. Same- right
1: now, it's like when they're fourteen, I'm not going to go up and kiss them on the lips. But even but- if but
0: even if I did, there would <laughs> there still wouldn't be anything sexual about it. It's just that like at that point, they are starting to understand that oh, that's something that maybe they want to do in a sexual way to, like you know, for a physical enjoyment sort of way to other people, mm. and so that that would start getting confusing. Um, but yeah, this thing that, oh, I, and it's this yeah, it's the same with the showers. It's the same with, um, the, there was a while ago, a woman posted a picture and a story of her husband and her son in the shower together because, and like tasteful, there was no genitals and in fact, not even any faces in the picture, but he, the, the kid had had gastro and like it was calming him down and soothing him to be in the shower and people, A bunch of people got all up in arms about it, about how that wasn't appropriate. The kid was like three years old.
1: And I remember when I was a kid, like I had baths with with my dad until I was like of course, six or seven. (laughs) And it was like, it was just
0: normal. It was like, it was a time for dad and I to actually bond, you know. It is a really nice time. Like once the girls are done in the shower, um, Taz goes, you know, pick me up and I pick him up. And we actually, you know, we have a few really nice moments. Where it's just he and I and we have a little bit of a chat and we sort of play with the water in our mouths and stuff and spit it out and yep. yeah, like you know, it's so anyway to, to me it's
1: it's it's perfectly natural for us to to want to, you know, cuddle our kids, kiss our kids on the lips, to have showers with them because it's Yeah.
0: It's just it's about body positivity. You know and- there's nothing wrong with a nude body. <laughs> no. So but anyway, except that- when you're on a
1: boys' weekend, then yeah, <laughs> I don't want to see you. Whatever, buddy, man.
0: <laughs> no, dude, this is this is the year into the spa, fully nude, all of us. It's just going to be a skin fest. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, body positivity and, and around nudity and such things that, that are not sexual is one thing. But what did make me think of this is that we have on our shelves, on our bookshelves, a book, which I'm sure you will recognize the title of. And that book is called Where Did I Come From? Oh, yeah. It's a classic book. Uh, even Erica in Canada, when she was growing up, she had it. And she was she actually bought it at an op shop a few years ago when we were back here before Taz was born. Uh no maybe it was when we we're here just when he was a few months old but anyway um the point was that you know she had it when she was a kid I had it when I was a kid it was the sort of book that we wanted to have around uh to te to talk to our children and, and what's and even funnier to is see
1: I had the same book
0: yeah oh no I'm sure it was it was very common
1: for for people to have I remember exactly where we got it from too they had a um information night at the um at the at the primary school yep. and they offered the books for sale and that's where my parents bought it and we sat down and we read through the book together and it was yeah you know there was no pussyfooting about you know that they were willing to
0: answer any questions i had but- Pun not intended <laughs> pussyfooting is an interesting <laughs> fetish don't go don't google that <laughs> but and i mean yeah of course like at school in primary school they had that um probably Anyway, the reason this came up is because Taz likes loves to read books, and he wanted me to read that book. And I have read it to him in the past, but there are some uh, moments in that book where it's like, "Oh, is he too young for this?" And Erica was there when I was reading it to him, and and I skipped over some stuff, and it was fine. Like it's, I don't, I don't think we're traumatizing him, but um, we did have a bit of a chat afterwards because you know, there's talk of, you know the the man's penis gets hard and he puts it into the the woman's vagina and it feels good. And, you know, basically sort of our concern is we don't want him to start going around thinking this is something you do to other people Hmm. because, you know, of course he doesn't understand consent yet. He doesn't understand appropriate, you know, behavior around who you put your genitals on or in. Or context. (laughs) Well, yeah, and just the context of it. So, yeah, we sort of did have this interesting thought of... Because previously we just sort of... And I mean, perhaps without fully thinking it through, but just sort of thought, yeah, like, as, you know, as early as possible. You know, we want them to understand this stuff. It's good for them to know about it early. But sort of knowing him now as a two and a half year old, uh, we sort of started thinking, oh, maybe there is some of this stuff we should hold off on until he can understand that context of it a little bit better.
1: Yeah, and let let him... Live as a as a kid, not needing to know every single detail, but only what well, um, he he may be asking about. And...
0: Well, yeah, and no, I mean, I don't think it's a burden on him. I don't think we're we're taking away his innocence or anything. Oh it's, no, it's but... still at the it's still in the at the end of the day, it's just information about something that everybody does once they're old enough, and you know, um, go goes on everywhere. So yeah, I I think. I think that he is maybe a little bit young for some of that discussion. More because we're worried uh, what he will then do with that information without sort of knowing better. Yes. So so from your point of view, uh, you know, I I feel like we're we're probably relatively open about these sorts of things. In when you look at the average, uh, what with James being you know that little bit uh, older, but still quite young. Uh, what sort of... Have you had any discussions along those lines with him yet? Um,
1: no, because there hasn't really been that many that many questions yet and we sort of came to the conclusion that if he's interested in it, he'll ask a question. Yeah, of course. Um, and if he does, then we're not going to... We're not going to, you know, lie and, you know, say, all
0: oh, the stalk comes and... No, we'll... we'll <laughs> all the things in the front of that book... My yeah, dad basically. found me in his beer. <laughs> <laughs> given that, given that I don't drink much beer, then that'd be pretty. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good attitude to have, and I think that's the sort of thing we'll probably do from now on. I, you know, I think we're going to put that book away off our shelves for a little while. You know, that's the only reason it came up because he just he wants to read any book he finds exactly, um, and it's called cartoons. Yeah, and he found it interesting. Like he, the bit, the bits around you know, the baby growing in the woman's tummy and and getting bigger and then coming out the vagina. Like, that's fine. Like, we're, we're certainly happy to talk to him about, about where things. a baby comes from. It's more about how the baby is made <laughs> that we're concerned he may be a little bit young for. Yes. I had this conversation with someone a
1: little while ago and they were, they were sort of like, um, when they were first telling their kids, you know, they asked, oh, where do babies come from? they started going into this real in-depth conversation and then they realised, that's not really what, what the kid asked. They said, where does where do babies come from? And they said, oh, they grow on mummy's tummy. And then they, they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> they walked yeah. off. It and it's like, like, that's, that's all, all they, they need. That's all they need. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, didn't have to go into... And then this happens. <laughs> yeah.
0: Start bringing out scientific diagrams. and Yeah, so... We, i don't I don't think we've done any permanent damage I don't think he's going to go around raping other little two year olds either um at this point, which is not exactly what we're worried about but you know what i mean um but uh it it does lead on to sort of some other interesting questions and yeah so like earlier, I brought up the concept of consent, which has certainly um, been in the newspapers a lot lately well yeah so there has it has been good to see that recently i feel like there has been a bit of a push towards some more uh, acknowledgement of uh, the problems that are facing people today such as domestic violence and you know the 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 rape culture that that is everywhere no matter what you might think about Mm -hmm. that um you know we we are raising men to be uh, to feel in you know entitled to women 's bodies because of the way we treat women and, and the way that they are treated by uh, the laws and by the country and by men uh, well
1: really it's it all stems from the patriarchal society that we still live in today
0: oh yeah exactly i mean that yeah that's that 's the gist of it is to to avoid seeming to avoid sounding like just the classic straw man feminist on the internet it is the patriarchy like that is the problem uh, and that is that is you know what causes so many men to grow up and feel like they are entitled to a woman and entitled to a woman's body and if they are rejected then they can get mad and force themselves onto that woman but you know out out even outside of sex um erica and i have been trying to teach consent to our children, well, I mean, obviously the girls are a bit young mm. to understand at this point. But to Tazarin in in all in all in all um, in all areas, it, you know, it's important for a lot of things. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it, a lot of people think that consent just means consent for
1: sex and those sort of things, but it really stems to anything physical, like <laughs> whether that be a hug, whether that be like as a ballroom dance teacher. Like mm. there's a certain closeness that you've got to get to your partner, but absolutely, um, like mm. ideally, what what you want to get to is actually body contact with, like um, a spot on the on the right side of your of your torso, basically just underneath <laughs> uh, the d- right nipple. We don't we don't ne- need to, to, we don't need too much detail. Right? Yeah, but ne- <laughs> needs needs yeah. to be actually touching um, your partner. Yeah. To get proper contact and be able to actually feel where your partner's and sort of going. So do the moves. However, yeah, of course. you can't just pull your partner in because even though they're consenting to dancing up close to you, they're not necessarily consenting, uh, you know, grinding to up contact. against you, sort of, yeah. sort of thing. So consent
0: is is very very important in in one of my lines of work. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a really interesting uh, sort of perspective to to see that from because, of course. Um, you know, yeah, that that bodily contact is necessary, but you know, particularly I, I imagine with new students, it's probably uncomfortable for one or both of you um, to to be to be sort of having to negotiate that consent. Like, do you specifically ask for like consent? You may not use that that word, but um, it, it's pretty
1: much put out there very early on that it is entirely up to um. The student to to move in as close as they feel comfortable right, and okay. we put it out there straight away that um, when a new student walks in that they they are in complete control as to how close they get to their partner. yeah oh, well that's- so if it's a female with another male student, you both you know basically need to need to keep your distance until you've had a conversation with that yeah with that particular student yeah, that makes sense it's certainly a lot easier when they do get when students do get more comfortable with you and you can actually move yeah, in you, closer and yeah
0: you can be sure that you're not going to be offending someone that you're not going to be pushing boundaries because or breaking boundaries and and here's what's quite funny about like the way dance
1: actually works is i know it's getting a bit off topic but um of course with a pivot point in the middle of your of your body, the further apart that you are, the further around the circle you have to actually get because the radius is bigger. <laughs> so mm. it's it's all about the closer that you can actually be with your partner, the easier it is to turn around each other and right, yeah, and actually get faster around the around the floor. It's yeah, also no, with th- mathematics.
0: It's I think that's actually a very a very interesting point of view that I ha- that I hadn't specifically thought of before around yeah bodily bodily boundaries and consent in that sort of situation and
1: really personal space
0: yeah and and that's a good example of why consent i mean when you say when you talk about you know making sure you have consent before you do something to someone you're really just talking about respecting them and their personal space and their body bodily autonomy you know um and and that comes into play when you're talking about sex of course when you once you get to that point But little things and this this is one of the common things that does come up when you talk about children um, and you mentioned it like hugs. There's sort of that cliche of, oh, the the grandma comes over, give your grandma a hug and kids may not always want to do that Hmm. and forcing them to do that is teaching them that they do not have full control over what they are allowed to do or not do with their body. And Definitely. I think that sets a very dangerous precedent. I mean, I think we we realised early
1: on that that may not be a, a good thing to do. So what what we actually do now is James can I have a cuddle, and yeah, then that's it. he he comes in and or he'll come up to us and go cuddle daddy, and it's like yeah, and and so he already knows to actually ask for for said cuddle. He doesn't, yeah. doesn't. Go just in for it so i think we've actually done a reasonable job at, at starting to teach the concepts of consent
0: yeah i think oh well that's great that he's doing that taz is not taz does not understand consent yet <laughs> but <laughs> he's you know he he is at the age where he still does not he his brain has not developed empathy yet and that's normal like for his age um, mm. and and so and so part of you know, part part of understanding that you need to ask for consent before touching someone, hugging someone, kissing someone, is seeing from their point of view and respecting them as a person, and that involves empathy. Um, and yeah, we try to teach him. You know, I, I mean, there are times when I just you know give a give him a kiss on the forehead or touch him. Or, you know, or, you know, I don't I don't go as far as asking for permission every time I touch his body. Because that is overkill and we're still his parents and he's... It, that's thats just how you have to be when you are parents. Yes. But if he asks me not to, then that's when I make sure to respect that. Yes. And, you know, and, I, and sometimes I will ask, you know, oh, can I have a goodnight kiss? And often, just because he likes to be contrary, he'll say no. And I don't take it personally and I don't force him to do it. So, yeah, I think... I think it's I think it's an incredibly important thing and it does play into the rape culture because um yeah, you if you don't bring your child up to respect other people's boundaries and their personal space and to make sure that they have consented to to being physically touched then that that you know, obviously that means that they're not going to have that respect for someone uh, when it does come to, a, you know, a, sex, a sexual experience. And I'm not saying that everybody... I'm not saying that if you don't specifically teach consent to your children, they will be rapists. But it's just that it is important. Definitely. Um, so,
1: have you seen... Like, they've had lots of lots of ads on, on TV about domestic violence to women and those sort of things. And it... Um, one ad that i saw the other day while bianca was watching commercial tv not that i watch commercial tv that often anymore
0: no i was about to say i haven't seen the ads cuz i don't watch anything that's broadcast so
1: it starts off with um a boy sort of knocks o- knocks over a little girl and the mum just goes oh that's he's he's only doing that because he likes you and then it it goes through all these different sort of situations of of what seem to be innocent things but it's just teaching Boys, you know, to that they can be, you know, absolutely mean and, this, and yeah, and all those sort of things to, to women and and the final the final thing is that they they show this um this guy who gets really angry when when his girlfriend you know or wife doesn't want to have sex and like he sort of slaps her down and you just see they they actually you know go from the from her purpose perspective and it's that little kid yeah. and it's sort of like you know what you teach the kids now this is what what they could end up being and it's like well this is actually you know one of the one of the better ad campaigns i've actually seen it you is know.
0: and and you know I, I wouldn't be i'm not i'm not entirely surprised because i was incredibly happy to see uh the news when our um our premier of victoria um, who is in the Labour Party and who has been doing some amazing things, decided to take on all. I think it was like eighty something recommendations from an inquiry into domestic violence, mm-hmm. and they 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 agreed to fund and implement all of them, um, which is fantastic because that is a huge huge problem in our society. Definitely, it's- and yeah, and it stems from these behaviours. It's the whole. You know, we teach we teach boys and girls differently about consent, because if a boy does something, then it's always oh, you know, boys will be boys; they're just being boys. And if a if something happens to a girl, then the you know there's a lot of victim blaming that goes on. Definitely, it's it's that the girl was asking for it, or you know, she shouldn't have dressed
1: like that if she wasn't. If she didn't want that, and yeah, or like she
0: shouldn't have got drunk, or she shouldn't have, you know, you know, talk about leading him on or different things, or even even when it comes to children, just yeah, that that whole boys will be boys things, or oh, he just likes you, like you're being silly. It's like no, he, you know, that's harassment, that's abuse, that's, and it's not on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, we actually we the one thing we say to Taz, or we try to we try to talk to Taz about when he is being um you know a bit rough with the girls is to to listen to them like we say like can can you hear her like she's crying what does that mean and we've tried to teach him that that means that she is not having fun and you stop you stop if they're not having fun um obviously they can't specifically ask him to stop yet no um they're and, not quite one yet <laughs> yeah and um and vice versa, if they're getting in his way and trying to play with his toys, uh, and I mean, this isn't easy because there are two of them and they are wriggly, but if we are trying to get him to, instead of pushing them or grabbing, you know, or hitting them, as he has in the past, to tell them to stop, and if they don't stop to come to us and we try to take them away from, uh, from what he's doing and let him play in peace... Because you know he obviously needs to know that his boundaries will be respected too. Mm. So yeah, I think I think it's a very important part of parenting. Uh, I hope we're doing a good job. And uh, yeah, sounds like you're doing a pretty good job too. So yeah, uh, a lot, a lot of know.
1: these are are learned behaviours. So we we've tried to tried to be very oh um, of respectful of, of there's no boundaries there's, very early.
0: There's no gene for. Rape there's no gene for being a sexist asshole, you know, and there's also
1: you know no gene for being a hate mongering bitch like Pauline Hansen <laughs> <laughs> allegedly
0: yeah <laughs> 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 allegedly she's a hate mongering bitch,
1: yeah i I'm just quoting some article <laughs> right. yeah, so she can't sue me for you
0: know, <laughs> slander. <blander. laughs> yeah. One of the phrases Taz has been using lately is "I don't like it," and every time <laughs> he says that, I f- think of that Pauline pants down video. Yeah, it's been great. Like making it. the
1: making the rounds. Yeah, again, it actually reached like the um, top twenty of the Aria charts again. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and um, there's been a lot of people quoting it in the in the. Um, The artist has been saying, well, if you're going to quote it, can you you at least quote it
0: properly? Get it right.
1: (laughs) He's having a bit of a laugh. Yeah.
0: Well, that was a... I think that was a good discussion. A little bit serious. Some real parenting stuff. But let's move on to something fun. Shall we... Fun?
1: Why would we go into fun? I mean, this isn't a comedy podcast. Parenting.
0: Parenting isn't fun. (laughs) You shouldn't be having fun on a parenting podcast. Well... This is the Dadly Pursuits part of it, isn't it? <laughs> That's it. This is our... This is our dad time. And uh, we are going to play a little game we call, as of today, Click Pitch. Trevor, do you want to explain Click Pitch to our wonderful listening audience? So, picture this. We're about to
1: go into an investors meeting. And you know what? We've lost all our notes. So, we've got no, no idea of the game that we're going to pitch. So what what do we think of let's go to a random word generator we'll each click a word we'll just quickly
0: riff on it and that that'll be the the game investors love that shit. we'll just blue sky it think outside the box synergy backyard oh my word wasn't synergy that was just a buzzword (laughs) I so your word started. <laughs> backyard synergy. how is that going to work? No. Okay, your word's backyard, my word is train. Backyard train. So I mean the, the the first thing I think of is just um like one of those sort of transport tycoon sort of simulators um where you you know you're building out train tracks and putting stations around and it, it's the whole idea is to you know lay out your nice tracks and put your stations down and you just watch your little trains go along them so yeah i guess i'm picturing that but miniature you know miniature yard. and it's
1: with kids toys and that that brings us you know to the different demographic teaching kids about a a simulation game
0: yeah yeah i you know Taz would fucking love that to start putting down putting down trains well okay okay maybe maybe it's an augmented reality game then that uses your real backyard, and you can you can set like Minecraft. You can put down your tracks and yeah, you put down your tracks. And, and but it but it's when you look at it through the lens. And so maybe it's maybe it's a Microsoft Hololens game. The the one and only AR. For for the couple of people that have spent ten thousand on on dollars.
1: Yeah, VR I guess system. the other alternative is Google Glass,
0: but that didn't really go anywhere, did it?
1: Yeah, it probably will now that you know pokemon go is a thing
0: <laughs> maybe i'm not sure people want to be seeing pokemon everywhere they go More, well, i know actually what am i talking about of course they do <laughs> everyone yeah anyway we talked about that last week I, I don't get it but i can i can see the phenomenon it is impressive but yeah no i'm thinking you put your hololens on and you go out into your backyard and then it you know it it tracks your hands and you get to lay down these train pieces and put trains on it's basically just a uh, a cool train set, but techno- technologically advanced, and it detects it detects when the dog comes and knocks it over. <laughs> oh my god! There's a monster on the tracks. Blah blah blah. <laughs> it takes a dump on the <laughs> on the engine,
1: In the caboose, and, and on, all the little people inside are screaming. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, yeah! It's got to be realistic. I don't know, what the fuck is that? You've got to take take these sorts of scenarios into account when you make a game like this. All right, do you have anything else for that one?
1: I I just like the idea of, you know, Minecraft, that you can sort of carve out um, tunnels and that sort of stuff if your backyard isn't exactly, you know, 100% flat. You know, you can
0: actually... Wait, but does that mean you have to literally put tunnels in your backyard?
1: No, I'm talking about because it's augmented reality. You know, you can just... Um, digitally carve out um, oh. tunnels into into the area and it'll just show the... It'll um, show the
0: tunnels. Except that it won't be able to show what's behind... It. Like, everything that's behind the tunnels would have to be generated. Yeah, but <laughs> if
1: we can do that nowadays.
0: I guess so. I guess. All
1: you gotta do is go. Okay, what sort of ground have you got around here? Clay. Well, guess what? Clay looks like this.
0: <laughs> no, I mean if you put like a if you put a full on tunnel and you want to look through that tunnel to what's behind, what's on the other side. Yeah, you gotta take a picture. <laughs> you gotta take a picture of what's on the outside of that tunnel, and a or
1: <laughs> you just make sure that every single one has a bend, <laughs> so you can't see through. through it.
0: Yeah, or you just assume magma. The other end of that tunnel is magma. You've dug too far, you dug too deep. Maybe some bubbling crude. <laughs> it's
1: like, we struck oil. It's
0: like, no, you hit the bloody oil pipe. The oil pipe? <laughs> Did you just have an oil pipe coming into your house? Oh yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> gonna have my I gotta have my nightly oil bath. <laughs>
1: No, it's but ba- it's ba- it's, you thought that it was an oil pipe. It turns out it was a sewerage pipe. <laughs> oh, right.
0: Oh, what have I been bathing in then? Shit. Like, yeah, actually. Yeah. Been
1: gargling sewerage.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure the investors were into that one. I think we should click again. Yep. Okay. Import. Cogwheel. <laughs> Cogwheel import. <laughs> okay, so... This is another sort of simulation game, obviously. Maybe though... Okay, so you, you're you importing cogwheels, but you're importing them from somewhere that you can only access by building things out of cogwheels. <laughs> like conveyor belts and things, right? So you have to have enough cogwheels. So maybe it's sort of more of a puzzle game. You know, you start with two cogwheels and on the other side of, you know, an, an ocean... <laughs> I'm
1: just picturing now the ocean. incredible machine Putting all the all the cogwheels yeah, exactly. in some exactly. sort of 2.5D but, <laughs>
0: but on the other side of the ocean is another cogwheel And to, so to get that You have to use your cogwheels with some other stuff To build a machine to get that cogwheel to where it can be used to get more cog wheels. But of course,
1: if you if you have the incorrect number, like if you have got an even number and you actually need an odd, it turns around the wrong way. And <laughs> well, that's it.
0: Yeah, you got yeah, you got to make it mechanically sound. That could work.
1: So if you put too many, it puts too much strain on the cog and the teeth break off, and therefore you know you got to.
0: Oh yeah. You got to you got to organize the right size and <laughs> everything's physically simulated. I don't know, I feel like that one needs a bit more pizzazz. Is there something else we can add? Maybe it needs to be, maybe it needs to, a, a licensed property. What would go well? <laughs> a licensed property. Yeah, like, well, my, I was thinking P- Pixar's cars, but it needs to be something more around trains or something, you know.
1: I was thinking, wasn't there like someone cog in the Jetsons? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, Cogsworth, I think. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. So it's a Jetsons, you know, a very, a very topical, modern, current day license that we're gonna, you know, all the kids are into the Jetsons. Exactly. So this is Cogsworth's cog's wheels that you're importing, and uh, occasionally George flies by, in his little. That was very good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I've been
1: practicing. (laughs) <laughs> just for just for me to mention, <laughs> <laughs> mention I've the I've been practicing
0: for the last 20 years for someone to talk about the Jetsons so I could do my George Jetson spaceship impersonation.
1: So I've, I've realized that we need some DLC here. Oh, yeah. So, well, maybe not some downloadable content, maybe some actual content that you literally oh. go out and buy cogwheels and then you import
0: them into the game. So this is one of the this is an this is one of these um toys to life franchises like Lego Dimensions and Disney Infinity and Skylanders. Oh, definitely. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, so you buy little cog characters or just actual little cog
1: you literally go out and you buy little cogs and big cogs and they're like one to one size. This
0: this should actually be Wait, one to one size. What do you mean? You're building giant machines in your living room? So in other words, for
1: each each cog that you want, you gotta put them on this on this massive like portal. <laughs> it's like if if you want five big ones, you have to go out and buy five big cogwheels. <laughs>
0: Look these ones are well, one meter by gonna- one meter. <laughs> well, how else are you gonna get those cogs? Those other cogwheels from wherever they need to come from. Well, I was going to say though, like Lego Dimensions. I mean, Lego already has that sort of mechanical stuff. Like that could actually be a kind of cool, yeah, add-on but it- expansion for Lego Dimensions. <laughs> but is it one to one? I mean, <laughs> you could actually use these cogs in real life. It's true. Okay, it's teaching you real life skills of how to build things out of cogs.
1: And like, it comes with a peg board and everything that you can put little pegs on and yeah, and place your your real pe- cog wheels on and place your and cogs. See how it actually works and if. If a tooth breaks off on your real cogwheel, which they're most likely going to be designed to do, um, in the game, it also reflects that.
0: Planned obsolescence, you know. In fact,
1: you could actually make the pegboard as as like, that's your portal. So you have to actually put the the cogwheel on there. and, And so you set up your cogwheel on there and you see it represented in game as well.
0: Yeah, perfect. All right. Well that one, let's put a pin in that one. That that's going up on the maybe board. <laughs> let's click the button again. Ooh. Antimatter. Missile. <laughs> 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 well that one just writes itself. Isn't that every game
1: out there already? <laughs> so All right, let, let's it... let's break down what antimatter is. So We well, can't break down antimatter. <laughs> anti <laughs>
0: So it's matter that isn't. It's matter it's unmatter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so
1: I'm I'm sort of imagining this is like maybe we've um someone on Earth has just discovered how to actually create antimatter. And it's like a missile command. <laughs> trying to like people are trying to destroy the destroy the building. So And you gotta defend, but it's like brought up to today's
0: I was gonna say it's a cross between Missile Command and Worms where the where the um the ground gets destroyed, but that's just um Scorched Earth. Do you remember the game Scorched Earth? Oh yeah, that was a My God, I played that so was much a, Scorched a Earth in Very 19's. fun game.
1: But then again it reminds me of an even better game. Okay. Gorilla. The Q basic sample game Gorilla, yeah. <laughs> I mean that was just you know, that was State of the art. started of state of the art and then Scorched Earth just ripped that off. Totally. And worms ripped off that and
0: <laughs> And onwards and forever. And we're about to rip off worms with antimatter missiles.
1: Well, I'm saying that antimatter wouldn't actually be in the missiles because that's just that's just just Nuclear weapons. It's too powerful. Right. So maybe it's a Yet again, I think we're coming up with a lot of simulations today. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm seeing it as, like... Oh, actually, maybe we take this a a little bit different. So, yes, someone like Russia has created anti-matter missiles. Okay. So, it's actually game set in the United Nations. Maybe not Russia.
0: Russia's... (laughs) No, Russia's too obvious. New Zealand.
1: Ooh. (laughs) New Zealand. (laughs) So, anyway, the United Nations... Yeah. They've got to put together a, a treaty or something like that. So you're you're actually involved in setting uh, all that up.
0: Okay, so it's not even about the missile. That's sort of just to get it started. The, it's the it's the threat of the anti 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 matter missile exactly that prompts the game to begin. And it's a, actually a game about diplomatic relations with New Zealand. Yeah, and if if you do things wrong, bang, Australia's gone. That is who they
1: would destroy first, or maybe. Australian politics you know they're they're actually talking about taking over the world with New Zealand and they they actually back New Zealand and you know Australia New Zealand they they come just up with the, the Anzac missile
0: the Anzac <laughs> missile
1: does it have oatmeal
0: <laughs> I think it's so. honey and honey and or golden syrup <laughs> golden syrup well I was going say it was I was gonna say it was going to be the Kiwi missile but yeah the Anzac missile has a nicer ring to it for sure for sure Australia and New Zealand would put aside their differences to destroy everyone else we'll be be, we're making planet Anzac (laughs) that's the eventual (laughs) goal that's how you win but it's all through diplomacy you never actually get we don't actually have an anti-missile anti-missile we're just we're just bluffing the whole game you find out at the end you find out if you ever if diplomacy breaks down and you finally go all right we're gonna hit the button and it's just a dud it's actual literal anzac biscuits come out
1: it's like it then cuts to a scene where there's like kids in a model un in the u.s and they've just they've been putting on this whole play the whole time <laughs> <laughs>
0: because we can no one would actually seriously believe that australia and new zealand are- would team up, like, they hate each other. It's ridiculous. This
1: this reminds me about, like, Captain America 3. Have you seen Civil War? Civil War? No, I have not. Okay, I can't talk about it then.
0: Nope.
1: Damn it. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn There it, goes damn it, that damn it. train it, of conversation. That's actually what brought me to the UN, and I was just going to talk you about You just it.
0: spoiled it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go any further. That's okay. All right, they're not. The investors are not quite convinced. They're not quite convinced. I think they need one, maybe two more, depending on how this one goes. So,
1: okay, get ready for the the most awesome of words. Okay, floweriness. <laughs> floweriness, like F L O W. Um. Yep. E R I N E S S. Floweriness.
0: Okay. And I have conduct floweriness conduct is it so it's how flowery you conduct yourself (laughs) it's it's, you're you're a hippie and you have to be as flowery as possible in your day-to-day conduct or maybe like a
1: train conductor so maybe this is a spy game okay where um your character has a carnation Okay, and it's got mystical powers, That's and cool. so like it's, all it's of how it's it's how he actually conducts himself throughout um throughout the missions and and depending on what what flower you choose as as you know his lapel accompaniment.
0: <laughs> okay, I I'm impressed, Trevor, that you've managed to pull an actual game idea out of those two words. It's it's a little bit of a stretch, but I like it. So you're a spy, and you. Wear a flower in your lapel, and depending on which flower you choose, you have different skills and powers. Yeah, and and I then think, you have to. And I then think your it behavior also, it also
1: determines how you know people within within your mission actually react to you. Okay, because you know if if you've got a massive like lily, you know, on your lapel, people are going to go, "What the? If you're fuck wearing is a sun thing?
0: if you're wearing a sunflower <laughs> that covers your face." <laughs> I mean, yes, you'll be inconspicuous. No one will be able to tell it's you. And go, you are rather happy today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing, you know, di- different missions. What do the different flowers do? Um, So, a rose, you know, would, would make female spies fall in love with you instantly. <laughs> of course, okay. Seduction um,
0: powers, yes.
1: I'm thinking... Consensually. Consensually.
0: There's no actual There's no drugs drugs Or anything like
1: that This is just You know Animal magnetism Sort of thing And she It's just Bitches
0: love roses
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm thinking Like if you put A Venus flytrap there Then I'd know if you Then you can Catch flies (laughs) then, Then you've got Extra anger On your side And you can You know Right
0: Um uh, I don't know. I don't know enough flowers. Hydrangeas? They're a thing. <laughs> you get more range. Ranged attack. Hydrangeas. <laughs> so, the
1: one thing that this game cannot have... Yeah. ...is stealth. No. you know what? Stealth sucks. It never actually
0: well... works. Well... Yeah, it is hard to do stealth well. That's true. So... so the only scared. way you can be stealthy is if you're wearing the sunflower.
1: <laughs> but... The, but... Then you know you can <laughs> only just think be you're the sun when you when you actually stopped on the wall it was like a wallflower So, like uh, <laughs> oh very good walk <laughs> yep,
0: wallflower nice all right that that was a little bit lackluster I had to come up with something that was good no no i was I was impressed I was seriously impressed that you pulled that out that is some those are some actual solid game mechanics, I think we just we don't we're not we're not floral enough to to develop it ourselves we need to pass that off onto another another team maybe the guy's at cool game (laughs) Think. yeah (laughs) someone who's got a greener thumb than we do so we're getting close to the end here but let's do a one more and my word is eyesight happenstance (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's funny but eyesight and happenstance so it's about how you behave when you happen to, like, catch someone's eye who you weren't expecting to see there or something. So it's a virtual reality game. It could even be Oculus Rift because you're sitting on a train. There's no movement involved. Oh, cool. this, can, this can actually go into, you know, the backyard
1: train simulator thing. So okay, so it doesn't matter where you're sitting, but you could be, you know, it's just this is extra content for for the backyard train simulator,
0: right? So it's that you get to ride the train you created, yeah. But yeah.
1: um, but across across the room, you happen the room? to the carriage, the carriage, the carriage, you happen room? to to catch catch the eyesight of someone else, and straight away you're into a staring competition.
0: Well, okay, that can be an, that can be part of it, I think. It's a game, and we might need to build some extra sensors into the Oculus Rift for, for this because I don't think it does proper eye tracking or anything. No, there's there's no yeah. little camera. It probably doesn't know there. when you're blinking. <laughs> but this is a game that you entirely control through eye contact. Eye actual contact? So you physically <laughs> Yeah, you have to press your eyes up against the sensors. <laughs> and by moving your eyes around. <laughs> Sorry, and the technology. You're... The technology isn't quite mature yet, but <laughs> if we you wear contacts, gonna... you're wearing contacts, you kind of you're protected a little bit more than if you're not. <laughs> well, you, you have to buy the contacts. Come with the game. You have to wear the contacts,
1: <laughs> and they're like little joysticks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have to move little joysticks with your eyes. <laughs> so you put the contacts on. <laughs> <laughs> they've, got little, they've got little hands they've got little handles on them that hook into the joysticks. That's how we do the eye tracking We think it's we think it's better than any eye tracking that's ever been thought of before. Very accurate oh, shit <laughs> It comes with an endless supply of of uh, eye drops and and what, because and what you can' doing
1: is you're actually drawing on like little touch screen. You, with your little um, with your eye joysticks.
0: <laughs> Wait, so they're not even real joysticks, they're just they, they have to so... actually be sticking out
1: of your eye.
0: Wait, how complex is this going to be? So, your eyeballs are controlling joysticks, and those joysticks aren't actually read digitally like normal joysticks, they're just controlling a little pointer on a touch screen.
1: Yeah, so you've got you got like little. I don't know one centimetre long things coming out of your eye <laughs> and you pressed up against eye... a touch screen.
0: and that touchscreen isn't actually like a touchscreen like on your iPhone there's just someone there's a little creature behind it that has to sit there and watch where you're doing it and it types the codes into the computer that it has is are we gonna go oh, <laughs> not that far that's just stupid oh, I'm, I'm just oh, sorry that's that's dumb what sort of little creature exists like that Exactly. Like, that's ridiculous.
1: Maybe a digital creature that In it, yeah. has like, I don't know, oh, yeah. chips and stuff. Oh, and it's, an, it's, actually a creature, it's a it's fully <laughs>
0: artificial intelligence. It's a full artificial intelligence designed to very quickly read the eye movements that you're creating with your joystick on the touchscreen that isn't actually a touchscreen. Anyway, regardless of the control scheme, <laughs> the idea is that you are having an interaction with somebody. No speech. There's no voice recognition. It's all through eye contact and eyesight and staring. Yeah, for some and like eyebrows, it's, <clears throat> eyebrow control. Okay, yeah, eyebrows have to come into it. So, depending on the person, like there's different scenarios. You'll be, I'll be, perhaps well, perhaps randomly generated. Perhaps, perhaps it's a progression. Perhaps there's a story. And yeah, no one does random generation anymore. No, well once No Man's Sky comes out, that'll be the end of it. That's the last game to ever do random cre- progression. I mean, they created an entire universe. What else can you do? Yeah, with one fucking seed. <coughs> oh, that's what, right. Want to do the next game?
1: Oh, we just enter in two. A new seeds. <laughs> so seed one. No Man's Sky two. two.
0: That's literally just No Man's Sky with the seed two.
1: Exactly, anyway. that's, that's literally how they did it, they just gave everyone seed one, there we go, there's our there's our ra- ra- random universe, oh look, there's a sequel, seed two. <laughs> anyway. They can keep on doing that to 255.
0: I think it would get boring. <laughs> Why do you they think they've got a... A, uh, a, a single hexadecimal. Yeah, that, like a one byte or whatever it would be, anyway.
1: Like, we're only going to use one seed, so why does it need to be anything more than one <laughs> it's exodus? It's true.
0: <laughs> Look, no. These are... Okay, these are created by artists, these people. Pure AIs that communicate with youth very subtly through eye contact and eyebrow movements. And there's a there's a story here. And each, each day is a successive um, day on the train. And yeah, as an added bonus as an, as an expansion. If you own Backyard Train Set, <laughs> you, <laughs> what you will see going by outside is your backyard. Is your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking... No, I'm thinking that... I'm thinking there's a story here, right? Like, you know, the first couple of times it's just sort of a random person and you have like a funny little exchange where, you know, you notice you're both reading the same book or something and you, you know, you have to do the right thing.
1: But because there's no verbal, like... Is this language subtitled, or is this something that you literally <laughs> have to learn? No, no, it's all what intuitive. It, what, it, what it all
0: means. So there's no manual. There's no nothing. It's just no. No, you just you're the just first three. Dropped times on you this train. In. You dropped on this train. You look around. There are a bunch of different people. And as you look in a particular direction, by pure happenstance, Ooh. you notice someone looking at you as well and you know your first instinct is oh look away like it's embarrassing you know you don't want to make eye contact with someone on a train but you know you're curious and you look back and they're looking at you again and they start I don't know they start gesturing to someone else on the train with their eyes you know the little sort of side eye thing and and that starts the story you know that kicks off the story and of course maybe when you complete the game
1: then you then you unlock an additional mode that gets subtitles so you actually find out more about the story, for like a new game plus. Oh, it's like, like it's
0: like pop up video. <laughs> it's like <laughs> at, you play it again, but as you play, little things come up. Bloop. Did you know this person is thinking about pancakes? Bloop. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's
1: that's your new game plus that that gets yeah. people back
0: and then oh yeah you've got all your that's it you've got all your um, power ups and level ups by that point. You've leveled up your eyebrow strength, your laser vision. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention it. It gets a bit supernatural and superhero by the end. It's yeah, a pretty in-depth story. There's a full-on romance. And none of it is
1: verbal. So no, there's no all... voice actors, so it's really quite cheap oh, yeah. to actually make. The peripheral is going to be probably the most expensive part of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you mean it's not cheap to make eye joysticks? I I think if we if we make enough of them, I guess I guess if we have to pack, yeah, I guess if we have to, if we're packing in a custom peripheral, then that could get a bit pricey. At least it's not edible. Well, unless you accidentally swallow it. (laughs) No, that will kill you. Do not do that. (laughs) Because it's made of cyanide (laughs) and arsenic (laughs) and Ebola
1: (laughs) and Ebola. <laughs> it's just gonna chewy Ebola Center.
0: Well no, that's <laughs> <a> chewy <laughs> Ebola Center. No, the uh the little the little creature in there that's reading the touch screen is a is a genetically modified version of the Ebola virus.
1: Either way, he lives inside the Oculus Rift or the VR, you know, the the Vive or you know you can get an add on for the Google cardboard. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't come with head tracking, and you sort of need the head tracking. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, think I, was, I think we've exhausted. I think I we've wrenched, but.
0: we've wrenched all of the gameplay we can out of that game. But you know what? I, you know what, I the think investors are actually a little bit oh, happy about they're that. They're into I mean, it. They're into it. Look, I,
1: I think they actually liked it because we we brought back in the backyard train simulator. I think they were very close. I said to synergy.
0: I said synergy, didn't I? And we gave you synergy. We gave you synergy. We gave you custom peripherals that you can charge extra for, and you know it's not like the Guitar Hero stuff where it takes up huge, um, you know, huge spaces on your shelves. This is I mean, they're little little eye joysticks. Eye joysticks. They'll take up less space. I I think it's a winner. That's it. That's the winner this week. Apparently now we give winners to our ideas.
1: Yeah, I think I think we're turning into another podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool games, pink. You know, uh, I like it the one that I said before. Yes, <laughs> I like it. I like it. So we need. I- a, we need a. We need an outro. <laughs> Click
1: pitch. I don't know.
0: We'll we'll write a song or something about it.
1: Yes. So I suppose we should finish up now. We should
0: finish up. So. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm the one who's supposed to be doing this one bit. <laughs> well, I was going to say though, I'd like to thank Kurudust for our intro and outro music off the album Containment Failure. They
1: were very, very. Um, they were really very not willing, were they? <laughs> no,
0: we had to pay them so much money to get those songs. But you know, those were the ones we wanted. But but it's really
1: crazy. Like the um, the guitarist didn't want anything. It was the
0: bassist and the singer who wanted
1: everything. Those
0: fuckers. Like, they just wrenched control of that whole album. Yeah. They've got the rights. I don't know. Had us by the balls.
1: Yeah, so the two tracks are Tonight, Party Tonight. And what's the other one? Predictive Text. Predictive
0: Text. text. Listen to it at crewdust.net. And then
1: check out all our other bargains. (laughs) (laughs) They're all free. It's all free. It's all free. (laughs) including the 2012 reunion session <laughs> um, although if, you, if you're just interested in us the Two Sweary Dads you can visit us on our website www.twoswearydads.com you can find us on Twitter at dads. you can go
0: to Facebook facebook.com slash dads. you can email us podcast at com. and Ben any final thoughts? Fucking magnets. How do they work?
1: Go ask your mum. <laughs>